Student Teaching, a.k.a. a semester-long job interview. Welcome to Episode 3 of Primary Paradise Teaching. How to get the most out of student teaching and four things to avoid. So, you've taken a fair amount of education classes and now it's time to jump in and give it a try. The beauty of student teaching is that you are given a guide, a cooperating teacher, and it is typically a gradual release model. However, student teaching is a short and important opportunity to get your feet wet as a new teacher. Here are six ways to make the most of your student teaching experience and four things that you'll want to avoid. Number one, watch, listen, and learn. You hopefully have learned a lot about teaching through your education classes. But an actual real live classroom is a whole different ballgame. The first thing you should do as a student teacher is to watch, listen, and learn as much as possible. Look around the room at the classroom environment. Take pictures as long as that's okay with your cooperating teacher and notes of how things are set up and organized. These will be so helpful when you begin to set up your own classroom in the future. Veteran teachers can tell you exactly why. Everything in their room is set up in a specific way, and making notes will save you headaches and time in the future. Listen to the way your cooperating teacher speaks to her students and vice versa. Listen to how students speak and interact with each other. Make note of classroom routines and procedures and be sure to write down what you see is working and what you might want to change in your own classroom. Number two, ask all the questions. As you're watching, listening, and learning, ask as many questions as you can. Ask why the folders are organized like this and how she decided to set up her centers like that. Ask, 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 and make notes of the things that make sense to you. Some things are presented in one way in your education classes, but in the field, it may not really work how your professor presented it. This goes both ways. If you see a practice that doesn't seem to work or make sense, ask about it. Maybe the teacher doesn't realize it's not working. Or maybe it was working even less before, so she's trying to figure it out. Be sure to be respectful when you ask, but don't hesitate to bring your questions to your mentor. That is why they are there, and that is why they are most likely getting paid. Number three, observe other classrooms, grades, and teachers. Depending on how your program is set up, this might be built right into it. However, if it's not, ask to observe other classrooms and other teachers. If you're student teaching in first grade, spend time in other first grade classrooms. Check out a kindergarten class, a second grade class, and even upper elementary if you can. Observe specials teachers. I've learned amazing techniques from PERN music teachers. Maybe you think you love first grade, but maybe you realize fifth grade is pretty awesome as well. Maybe you think your students should know more, but realize after observing a grade level up, they're doing just fine. This also lets you see other teachers in action besides just your mentor teacher. Every single teacher has strengths and weaknesses, so seeing other teachers in action can teach you so very much. Additionally, observing other grades, classes, and teachers gives a much wider perspective of the education process as a whole. Number four. Try new things and ask for feedback. When it's your turn to start teaching and take over, try new things. 
This is the perfect time to take some risks and see what happens. You have the safety net of your cooperating teacher to help you if things really go awry, so take some chances. That might mean trying things different from what the classroom teacher is doing, and that's totally okay. I just don't recommend changing every single thing at once. Instead, try changing one thing at a time. If things work, great. If they don't, it's okay. You can always change it back or try something else new. As you try new things, ask for feedback. Your mentor teacher might have suggestions as to how you can improve an idea or might caution you against trying something for one reason or another. Or you might inspire them and help them see things in a whole new way. My one caution, besides not trying to change too many things at once, is to try things for a reason. Don't simply change a routine that's working just because. Look for areas in routine, procedures, and instruction that aren't working as well as they could be and start there. Number five, act like a professional. Even though you're not being paid for student teaching, it's super important to take it seriously. You should treat every day of your experience like it's your job. It's important to do your best and be professional for the students. They deserve a teacher, even a student teacher who is all in. It's also important because the administrators are often watching student teachers to see if they're a good fit for the school in the future. Who knows? Maybe you'll end up beginning your career there. So think of it almost as like one long job interview. Number six, focus on curriculum, not fluff. Student teaching is the perfect time to start off on the right foot in your pedagogy. There is nothing wrong with a lesson, activity, or project being cute, but cute should never be the point. I'm going to say that again. Cute should never be the point. I cringe when I think of some of the activities I had my students complete during student teaching and my first year of teaching simply because it was cute. Sure, I might have been able to tell you what we were doing to teach, practice, or review a particular skill, but there were better ways to do it. Again, there is nothing wrong with an activity being cute, but the focus, goal, and outcome needs to be learning. Now let's talk about four things to avoid during student teaching. Number one, do not be late. This goes along with be professional, but I cannot stress this enough. It's rude, it looks bad, and as a teacher, you can't roll up to school late. Obviously, sometimes emergencies happen, but find out when your mentor teacher gets to school and aim to get there at the same time. Number two, please do not try to be a cool kid. I'm all about building relationships and finding common ground with students. However, Do not get that confused with trying to be cool. Don't dress like a student. Don't try to talk like a student. Don't try to fit in with the students. This can be a particularly slippery slope in middle school and high school, but even in upper elementary school as well. Students need to feel cared for, loved, respected, and safe. They don't need to see you as their BFF. Number three, don't be afraid to speak up. Although you're there to learn, It's most likely been a while since your cooperating teacher has been in college. You might have learned some amazing new techniques or just have fresh ideas because you haven't taught the same thing 35 times. If you have an idea or a suggestion, don't hesitate to share it. Student teaching should be a learning experience for everyone involved. Number four, do not give up. Student teaching is hard. 
Some days you'll feel like you have no idea what you're doing. Some days you'll question if teaching is even for you. That's normal and it's totally okay, but don't give up. Stick it out through the end of your student teaching experience. If you're struggling, talk to your mentor, either in the classroom or at your college, and share your experience with the other students. So there you have it. I wish you the best of luck on your student teaching experience. Embrace it, learn, grow, and please don't be late.